I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on bluenile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Welcome all you rockers, rockets, and everything in between, or welcome back, because you have joined us for a part two edition of the live and the podcast will rock, unless you are listening to it post-live show, in which case, uh, hello, we are the show that dives into the catalog and discography of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen, one track at a time. Uh, Thank you for joining us again, if you're still with us, and if you are joining us for the first time and you didn't hear part one, well, stop that and go back, and then uh, come back, because there's going to be so much context clues you're not going to understand. So come back. You back? Cool. Awesome. Welcome back to part two. Uh, I am your co-host, Mark Meyer. With me, as always, Corey Morissette and a cavalcade of other deep dive podcasters as well. Uh, Corey, uh, how do you think uh, the first half of the live show has gone so far? Interesting. Actually, uh, we we spun a very divisive track, uh, which is kind of cool. I'm actually just putting the poll on Twitter now. Uh, What's your vote? on dancing in the streets uh curious to see how this one goes hopefully we'll get some re- uh, real-time results uh, as we go along here uh the uh the uh, official uh, vote on the show was four to two uh this dream is over only the two van halen guys mark and Corey, voting for it uh it, it wasn't an overwhelming like a super happy uh, endorsement uh, of dancing in the street but like just, just kind of just enough that you know uh, we're not going to shit on it too hard so 
Um, other than that, uh, my bladder is empty. Uh, my drink is full, and I'm ready to rock and fucking roll. Hell yeah, hell yeah. So uh, also, if uh, you, you you don't know, jo rejoining us on the panel real quickly, uh, Sean and Todd from the Sean Geek and Fast Fred podcast. We've got Kevin Brown from the Tom Petty podcast. Scott Haskin, how you doing, everybody? Doing great. Ready for another episode. Awesome. He's All right. Here. There we go. I even did a wardrobe, wardrobe change, too. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Ruining like continuity. That. Awesome. <laughs> it's a new show. You're supposed to. Well, that, that's brilliant. This is Sean had to do a, he had to do a wardrobe change to get off the stench of uh, the last episode because <laughs> it made him so angry and so just fed up. Well, I, you know what, though? The, the good thing about our episode, too, is we don't have to listen to Dancing in the Streets. That's so. true. <laughs> There you are. I, I just want to point out, uh, Kevin in the Zoom chat uh, said, you guys choked, which <laughs> I think is unfair. I think I think we know who's under the influence of, of the deep pockets of Van Halen here. Ouch. Yeah, yeah, you know, we're we're expecting that uh, Christmas bonus any day. <laughs> that's right. That's That's how it works. Uh, oh man! Did, did so, I hear that there was going to be a, a short-run vinyl re-release of some of their albums? Uh, the first six, uh, they, they don't re-release the Sammy stuff ever, uh, which is sad because they would make a ton of money. That's so sad, yeah. But yeah, a while ago they, they talked about remastering uh, the the first six again, all all the Dave stuff basically. So, uh, which is sad if you want to try try and get things like Van Halen three on vinyl, uh, you have to get Corey, like an unofficial release. Corey, do you have fifty one fifty on vinyl? Oh yeah, yeah. You do okay. Yeah. The only ones I'm missing at this point are Tokyo Dome and uh, Van Halen Three, and a different kind of truth, which is like 500 bucks on Discogs. It's crazy. The question is, when are you going to fork over some cash for the Van Halen Three vinyl? Well, you know what? Uh, there's an opportunity actually. Some guy selling one for 105 bucks, and I'm like, hey, gee, should I? Would you guys no. pay $105 for Van Halen 3? Let's go around no. the room. Fuck no. no. Absolutely not. $105 for Poly porno graffiti, maybe. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. I, I paid a lot less for that one, actually. Yeah. <laughs> wow, you should Everyone... pay for that one. That's a great album. <laughs> I paid like 65 for that one. What if we what if we did? What if we all pitched in and uh and got like maybe a couple of Van Halen three vinyls just as a, a show of good faith towards Gary and as an apology? <laughs> I tell you what, Chaz is is all in for no. Don't do it. <laughs> you know, if it was like fifty bucks, I'd I'd probably consider it because I'm a completionist, and there is some there's some good tracks on that one, but the majority of it, uh, as we've covered on the show, the the ones we covered, there's only one I liked. Uh, without you, I, I thought it was a banger. So, oh, yeah, and Chaz, well. uh, Davey says a big nope. So uh, yeah, I'll go with it. Uh, how many say I? Zero. There you go. So <laughs> I think I'll let that deal pass and uh, let uh, Van Halen 3 go bye-bye. A little, little too steep. A little too steep for, for that particular album. So, uh, again, sorry, Gary, and uh, sorry to uh, whomever is bold enough to come up with that price tag for that vinyl. So <laughs> no kidding. Good, good luck to you is all I have to say. So, Tell you what, I, I paid uh, 100 bucks for balance on vinyl, though, and I don't regret that. Because that's balance, and why, problem, you, yeah. you know, you know, I mean, I'm I'm personally not a vinyl collector, so paying a hundred dollars for vinyl to me just sounds like, ooh, I don't know. But then again, I I've spent that amount of money on dumber things. So uh, you, you hear that, uh, Michael Keaton Batman figurine? You're, you're, you're doing great. You're doing great. Anywho, 
Uh, not, to, not to delay the start of the next episode, but it's funny, right? Because they're doing those remixes or doing the reissues of those vinyl. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to go back and remaster anything, go back and do 8, 0812 because it's a great album with some great songs Please. in it. But yep. it just Please. needs to be fattened up and remixed. Like, come on. Yes. Yeah. That's some the one we great want. great songs on there. It'd be yes. great to hear those songs the way they should be. Like, honestly. It, yeah. Back in that Blue with a proper remix would that. be a fucking killer. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and, and to be fair, there's a big difference between remixing and remastering an album and just yeah. issuing a remastered mm-hmm. album because that mix is going to stay the same with something slightly more or less highlighted. Yeah. Uh, it's basically just saying, hey, we have a new mastering chain. Let's throw the album through it. We'll re-release it on vinyl and, and see if we can get some money. Yeah, yeah. no, I want it remixed. All you want to remix. Not re- I mean, remastered, yeah, sure, but remixed 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, well, we, we got uh, one song down. We've uh, we used our manifestation powers. We all failed. Uh, so uh, before we uh, kick it back into uh, the wheel again, here's what I'll ask. Some of us, uh, we, we, we picked two songs that we wanted to manifest. So you can still you can still keep manifesting your other song. Uh, or both the songs, since again we didn't land on uh, the ones that we all wanted. Or do we want to re-manifest? I will give everyone the opportunity, if they want to, to re-manifest. So if you want to re-manifest, please speak it now. Who 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 wants to re-manifest? Anyone? Kevin wants to. What do you what you got? Okay, so I'm gonna keep my DLR track. I still want I'm the one. Okay. But I'm gonna change my Sammy track. I'm not going to go with Pound Cake, but I'm going to go with something from For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge. Yeah. And that is the fantastic, underappreciated Spanked. Just to annoy Corey. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> You're a son of a bitch. <laughs> Look, as, as, as much as I really want to do uh, a human's being, um, I got to say, just to see, just to see the reaction on everyone's faces, uh, including my my co-host, I think I I too will throw in some some little juju <laughs> for spanked as well, um, because it just it'll just make for some great comedy, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, there we go. I, I think that would be served uh, best on a night when John Mariano's on the show. That seems like his <laughs> uh, his kind of song. I, I you know I've been hearing about this song Pound Cake for so long, and I still haven't heard it. So I'm I'm gonna change mine to Pound Cake. Ooh. Ooh. See, okay, see now, yeah, we, now I feel like we absolutely need to. This this is a show for pound cake. We all need a slice of pound cake. That's what I think. Um, but if we get uh, you know, spanked or pleasure dome, cool too. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Corey, are you gonna uh, you gonna stick with your guns here? Are you gonna or are you just gonna like just doubly unmanifest those two tracks I listed? <laughs> I'm gonna unmanifest, I'm gonna unmanifest one, one because we had a Dave track on the first show. Uh, I'm, I originally said somebody to get me a doctor from Van Halen 2. We'll take that one away. I'm going to keep Run Around because we came within just an inch of hitting Run Around the first time. So I'm going to keep that one. I'd like to hit that. The other one, because we just mentioned it, back in Black and Blue uh, from OU812. I would love to hear that tonight. So give me a couple of Sammy tracks. Very, very cool. All right. All right. So without uh, further ado, getting into it, we can't read the poll because we already did that. So it's time to go to the wheel. We have our manifestations. We, we we have our change manifestations, and now we just uh, we leave it up to the mercy of the wheel. Whenever you're ready, Corey, uh, everybody on the panel ready. Whenever Sammy's ready backstage, let her rip and let it roll. Okay, well, last time uh, I uh, hit shuffle uh, six times, uh, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm going to pick my, my favorite panelist. Uh, nobody else be offended, but uh, 
Todd McGinnity, uh, give me a number between one and ten. That's how many times I'm going to shuffle <laughs> here tonight. That's fair. Two. Two. All right. One, two. There we go. Take it away, Sammy. Here we go. <laughs> It's almost baked, is it? Oh, it's a run around. Oh, yes. yeah! Hold your shot. That's twice. Take that, Eric Senich. <laughs> <laughs> Look how close it was to ain't talking Holy about love. Shit. That is hard. Spanked. Look how close it was to spanked. Jeez. I mean, also yes. <laughs> God damn it! Kevin was trying. He was giving it his all there. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the juju. Yeah. Well done, Corey. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. There you go. Well, all right. So <laughs> if the panel wasn't happy with our previous uh, song we discussed, which, spoiler alert for those who didn't tune into part one, they were not, uh, maybe, perhaps, uh, Run Around will uh, will do some good, uh, a good Sammy tune. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. We, we don't get a lot of uh, For Unlawful songs. Uh, so far on the show, so any any time we can spin a song from that track or f- from that album is a win in my book. Chaz is happy. Chaz is happy. He says yes. Damn right, you're happy. And <laughs> how dare you? He, he also was voting for a Van Halen three. Ha That's ha. True. You're funny. You're not funny. Fine. <laughs> All right, go around the room. Let's talk about Runaround a little bit. Scott Haskin, you got any? Uh, uh, are you familiar with Runaround? This will be a first time here for me. Ooh, nice. Okay, okay. All right. So, uh, Kevin, what uh, what have you to say about Run Around very briefly? I love this song. Yeah, it was kind of right around the because I got into, I talked to you guys before about this. I got into Van Halen right around that sort of All You 812 era. So, Fuck was the first album that came out after I became a Van Halen fan. So, it's the, those albums that mm-hmm. come out when you become a fan are always special, right? Because you're waiting for the release yep. And it's a different kind of experience. So yeah, this this song's just an absolute. Well, I'm not going to show my hand, but it's a banger. It's an absolute banger. He says it's a banger, so we'll we'll see if he's right. Uh, Todd, uh, you got any uh, sort of uh, little brief thoughts about Run Around before we get into it? Uh, it's a it's a good song. I mean, it's a it's not a a Dave song. I'm I'm more of the Dave <laughs> era <laughs> yeah. uh, type of uh, a fan, I guess. I mean, there's nothing wrong with Sammy. I mean, Sammy's great. He's his vocal range is awesome. I mean, even to this day, I, I think his range is great. Um, I, it, it's a decent song. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Oh, we'll, wow. we'll accept that. It's a, it's a decent song. We'll get into yeah. it. Yeah. We'll so we'll get into uh, yeah. it. We'll get into yeah. it more. Yeah. I, feel like just, not... I feel like you're just shitting my conflicts. Sorry. You know, I didn't mean to. <laughs> I just don't listen to to, uh, to Sammy as much as I do Dave. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Sean, how about you? Todd, I I think this is the first time we saw Van Halen was on this tour, was it not? Yes. Yes. So this was, yeah, this was cool as as hell. Like we saw them, Alice in Chains opened. It you know was my introduction. Yeah, it was my introduction to Alice in Chains. It was seeing Van Halen live for the first time. They sounded so good. This album had a little bit of meaning because of the the timeline of us seeing them live. So I don't want to spoil my reaction to this particular song, but this era was, this this was kind of my my semi era. Man, the fuck era tour with Alice in Chains, my God. Mm-hmm. Was, I think it was their first album, of, I, I, I think. I think it was. Was it Dirt? No, album before. 
Oh, oh, I believe, uh, yeah. This uh, is before they were anybody. Yeah, um, I believe. I'm, I'm blanking on that first album name. Uh, please. Uh, yeah, Angry Chair. Um, um, Facelift. Facelift. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. There you are. Uh, great era. Great, great tunes. Great bands. So uh, that's mm. fantastic. So yeah. All and, right. Run around. Power to them for having a band like Alice in Chains open for them. Yeah. But Ed, I mean, it was a that, fan that, of Jerry Cantrell, yeah. right? So uh-huh. that's just good recognizing good. You know, mm-hmm. this is like even even early stages, uh, Alice in Chains as they were, they were still you know ripping it pretty hard. So uh, that's uh, that's really really cool. I wish to God I could have been around to see that. That would have been fantastic. So uh, Corey, we know that uh, you were excited about this one. So I guess uh, we we know your thoughts already. Well, I don't want to tip my hand. Uh, but no, I did call my shot, yeah, and, yeah, and spun right did. around. Um, we'll say, we'll, but we'll say uh, it's been a while since he's, he's probably uh, jammed this particular track. So hey, maybe you'll you'll feel differently, or maybe you won't. We'll guess we'll find out. That's right. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask. One thing we didn't do in the first episode that I always yeah. love to do is I love to play the game. How many times did Van Halen play this song live? Oh um, yes, that's right. So uh, we're gonna do that for uh, Dancing in the Streets. Uh, yes. Because we didn't do it on the live show, um, so let's start with uh, with Sean McGinnity. How many times do you think Van Halen performed "Dancing in the Streets" live? Fifty nine times. Fifty nine times. Remember, this is Price's Price is right, right rules, rules. so right. uh, you got to get closest <laughs> to the actual number without going over. Scott Haskin. If it was that big of a hit, I'm going to say probably more than that. I'm going to say 105. 105. All right, Kevin Brown. Okay, here's my thinking on this. That keyboard part is really repetitive and sounded a little bit programmed almost. Maybe didn't maybe I don't know if that was so I don't know if Eddie's gonna play that live and then switch I'm gonna I don't I'll say they didn't play it live. All right. I'll throw a curveball and say they didn't play it live. Okay. Okay. Todd McGinnity. I'd say fifty-six. Fifty-six. Mark (laughs) Meyer. It's Price is Right rules, yeah. That's within the rules here. Mark, what do you say? I think in their entire span, they played this song 80 times. 80 times. Well, one of you hit the exact number without going over. Wow. And it's Kevin Brown. They've never played this fucking song. Really? According to setlist.fm, yep. Wow. Do I get double points for that then? Did they not tour on this album? Because why? how would you have a hit like that and not play it live yeah no they they and you know uh, they did little guitars 307 times cathedral 200 times the full buck 115 so they, yeah they they but toured think, this I, album but. but i think you'd need to play a track right you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to play that keyboard part live so and i don't think van halen played to tracks did they i don't i don't know for sure but i don't think they yeah. did so no that would be that was my reasoning was like how would you how would you do that live and they didn't play with sort of a, a keyboard player in the background or so i don't know yeah do you think I, I, Dave and Dave and Eddie like might have fought it out over this one? Because like Eddie didn't like the song. He didn't like that it was unfinished. He didn't like any of that stuff. And Eddie or Dave's probably like, "Hey, yeah, we're gonna do this song." And Eddie's like, "Fuck you, we're not doing this." You know what? Uh, Eric Sinich is about ten minutes away, so we could ask him. He would probably we know have to ask him. Definitely really want to know. But to now, point, I, I think that's fair. But uh, I guess I was thinking that by the time that they got around to doing the tour, Eddie would have figured out a way to. Yeah, play the song instead of doing it on keyboard was kind of my thinking. But yeah, because I, 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 I thought that a little bit too. I'm like, that would be a really tough thing to pull off. Yeah. But 
I, I just figured they would have worked around it instead of done it replicating what they did on the album. Mm-hmm. So let's play the same game with uh, Runaround from For Unlawful Chronology because Kevin hit it right on the nose and gets 100 bucks, which Mark will be sending you a check for $100 American, which is $280 Canadian, so spend that wisely. Yeah, probably, be on the lookout for that. Yeah, you can probably get that entire uh, Tom Petty uh, live at the film or uh, box set uh, for that. I've already place. got it. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> Kevin Brown, how many times, according to setlist.fm, did Van Halen perform Runaround? I guess they played it pretty much every time they played live with Sammy after it was released so it was so there's only one album well yeah only one album after it so i'd say two well two hundred two hundred one seventy five one seventy five one seventy five okay todd mcginnity uh i'd say about 150 150 okay mark kamar 145 145 uh sean mcginnity this was a single. This had a video. It got massive MTV airplay. I'm going to go with 630. 630. All right. Scott Haskin. Wow. Because uh, I, I also think Sharon also sang it. But I, okay. I, I could be wrong. Ah, no, that's a good call. I didn't think yeah. of that. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Scott Haskin. I'm, I'm sticking with 105, which I think is also the number that we're about to see Mark Kamire's Michael Keaton Batman figurine go on eBay for. <laughs> <laughs> I will never sell that. It's mine. Better not sell that. I'm upset. never selling it. Well, I tell you what, one of you overshot it by about 300. That was Sean. He's way out of it. It was actually 298. So oh, technically, really? Kevin Brown got it again. You what? picked 175. That was Great. Now you got to send the guy a t-shirt. What are you going to do now? Man, I should have said 200. That was my instinct. <laughs> I th- yeah, that's surprising. I I don't know, because how many gigs did they play then with Sammy on those two after that was released? They must have played a sh- They must have been on tour constantly then. Well, did, Sharon, did Sharon sing it? Like, is that, what's the breakdown? I don't know. Of the we got oh, to look this up, because I, I'm yeah, too curious. You know what? They <laughs> played it 80 times in 2004. Ah, holy shit! Yeah, that's the so the ma- tour and then some, then right? Yeah, the the majority would have been in two thousand four, actually. So, wow, pretty interesting. I know. Uh, stuff. Uh, uh, Rava Flav asked, "How how big a hit in the record charts was Dancing in the Streets?" It was top forty. It hit number thirty eight. It peaked at thirty eight. Um, really? That's all? Yeah. Uh, Sean said fifty nine. He's wrong again. God, he hasn't got anything right here tonight. <laughs> 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 but thanks for playing, Sean. <laughs> I'm not a specialist. I'm not a professional. Well, you're not. You're not an expert. And you're not. Get out. Nope. I just. I was just looking at this on because I wanted to check that too on setlist.fm. Velvet Revolver covered this. Yeah. What? That would have slash wow. playing this would have been fucking Jeez, wicked. That been cool. Yeah. Well, they they didn't cover it when I saw them in uh, Ozfest 2005, and for good reason because Scott didn't. Let's just say it wasn't his best day. <laughs> it was. It was a Scott day. <laughs> It was a Scott day, and for those of you that know, you know, it was a Scott day. I'll tell you what, uh, Sammy in the Circle uh, still performing right around, so if you get a chance to see Sammy in the Circle on tour, you might get to hear this song. So so that would have gotten my number up well, to 630? No. Never mind. <laughs> I just uh, looked not quite. Quite. It was, it was you the know Rock, what? Hall, Rock Hall induction was when they played it. They played it in Talking About Love and Run Around. Those are the two songs they played when they were Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Out of the entire catalog, yeah. Yeah. But uh, total plays, uh, Sean, 533. So you were still over. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> nice try, though. 
Oh, All right, what do you say, Mark? Wrong. The price is wrong, Bob. The price is wrong, bitch. Yeah. Well, with that, with that said, yes, I know, I know you are excited to get this thing going. So, uh, without further ado, from the fuck album, run around, please. <laughs> All right. First of all, anytime Van Halen kicks in with a guitar solo, oh yeah, fan fucking tastic, right? But how great is Alex on that, right? God damn it, incredible. <laughs> when he comes off Taking beat like that, when he, do, when he does that, he comes off beat just that little half stutter step thing that he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just beautiful. That's it's beautiful. exactly what I was just gonna say. Yeah, and just how he's hitting that bell, man. Yeah, that's perfect. That's that's perfect. Oh. I'll throw it to the drummers who sort of know. I think this is. I don't think Alex's drums ever sounded better than on this album. No, absolutely not. No, this is the best. They capture exactly what he sounds like. Yep. Again, one of the few. That's one of the few verses that I could hear Dave singing, like a Sammy, a Sammy vocal performance that Dave. That because he's got that low, he's got that mm-hmm. low sort of pitch. Mm-hmm. He could nail that bit. Now later on in the song, not quite so much, but and he's got the lyrics actually are a little bit Davey, I think. I don't know. Maybe Todd's going to shake his head and roll his eyes at me for saying that, but <laughs> it's got a bit of that. It's got a little bit of that Dave swagger too. I think you know where he's not being completely hammy, but it's got a bit of it, right? So a little bit, of, a little bit of personality. You gotta Maybe that's why I like the lyrics. I love yeah. these lyrics. Let's let, let we get, we gotta see this. Yeah. Maybe that's why I'm a fan of the lyrics because they're a little Davy. Because I I love the lyrics of this song. Geez, oh, it's not like the lyrics like last time we watched. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's not go down that road again for fuck's sake. <laughs> playing was it? Play Slash flat and bone. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Flat and bone. Where's that, that T-shirt? Where's that T-shirt? It's, it's available on T Public. Thank you, Sean, for, okay, for the okay, plug. I'm, yeah. buy, I'm buying it right now. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> we appreciate you. Thank you Sean. I just I just did a control F aliens. We're safe. There are no aliens in the making of this song. <laughs> but but are we sure though? Hey, if aliens help them write this song, I'm all in favor of it. I mean, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Chaz says "fuck" is one of their best albums, and this sound is the best one on the album. There you go. All right, I'll bring the lyrics back up for you boys again. I love that. Uh, she ain't about to give you a round. Well, she can take me for a little ride just as long as she drives me home. Around the block, maybe once or twice, and then some loving. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> and I just want to point out that there's a line in the song saying, "Oh, what a fool believes," and mm-hmm. that is yet another connection to Michael McDonald and Van Halen. Oh, there you go. <laughs> just throwing that out there. <laughs>
Todd, you got to love that guitar in there, man, right? He's just playing those dirty licks underneath that verse. Like, that's fantastic. Mm. So nice. That's just a good so, vocal run, too, man. Like, yeah. just, uh, yeah, say what you want right. about the lyrics itself, but I mean, they're just the, the melody is, is just it's so on point. That's only the way Sammy can do it. When it's that lift at the end, the last line in the verse, right? It's, it's yes. steady, steady, and then he, la, ba, 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 right up at the end. So good. Uh, coming up is one of my, maybe my all time favorite Van Halen bridge. I love this bridge going into the chorus. Oh my God, I'm stiff and Todd didn't even say anything. <laughs> what was that belly thing again? Belly sticks? Was that the thing or something? <laughs> <laughs> tummy sticks. Tummy yeah. sticks. Tummy sticks. Tummy sticks yeah. Belly sticks. <laughs> belly sticks would probably be like something else, but oh. uh, yeah, we don't have to talk about that. But uh, for all of you out there in the uh, who, who weren't in the know about wondering whenever we were going to get to that song that we always play when we spin the wheel, here you go. There it is. I was, so that line, I want what I wanted, I always like those kinds of, not quite alliterative, but they're sort of that, it's kind of semantically null, yeah. but lyrically it really works, right? Like, I want what I wanted. It's just a really cool aphorism. I said, it's a neat thing, right? I really like that. So. I, love I love that. that. I got her in my sights, but just out of reach. Like, yeah. who couldn't relate to that? Scott, this is a first time listen for you. What are you thinking? Well, uh, first, it's great to hear some context for the, the slight amount of this song that I hear every week on your show. <laughs> there you go. I, I, I have to go to the production. I think the production on this is fantastic. I love Eddie's guitar sound. I wouldn't change a thing about it. The drums are, are just banging. They are badass sounding on this song. And I mean, Alex is playing full steam. Uh, it's great. I love the vocal sound. I, I think this is a great song so far. Not Not to tip my hat. Okay, but, uh, Sean, I, I know you watch as much much music as I did back in the day. Chad says, video for this song kicked ass. Do you remember the video where they're on that revolving stage during the chorus? Oh, fuck, was that killer. That was a great video. That was a great music video. Yeah. You want to see Van Halen having fun, playing a song, and then when that stage gets revolving, like during this, oh, chef's kiss. It's absolutely phenomenal. That and Pound Cake were just uh, amazing yeah. videos. Yeah, yep. I'm, I'm totally, totally voting this stream is over. You know, there's another thing there with that verse is one chord. Yeah, one chord, right? and I love it when bands can do it. You can sit on the groove, and it's all about the movement of the drums, that bass, and Mike's just bum 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 bum. He's just walking yeah. the bass along, you know. And it's just like it's all groove. You don't need to have different chords in there. And then it's the big change in the bridge, like you said, Corey. It's just it's so effective when you do that. One chord, they figured if Kiss can do it, we can do it. <laughs> Much Interestingly, I, yeah. I was thinking the. Uh, 
the hi-hat sound is so good with Alex, and I was wondering what he plays. So I just looked it up, and according to the internet, where we get the most accurate information 100% of the time, <laughs> uh, he, he is playing Peisty 2002 Sound Edge hi-hats. 2002s are my favorite uh, series of any cymbals, period. Uh, I'll probably never be able to afford them, but I love them. 15-inch uh, 2002 Sound Edge hi-hats, and that makes sense because they got a real swish sound to them. 15-inch? Wow. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's fifteen. Yeah, I guess. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's playing twelves. Yeah, exactly. Do you, Do you think the rims on his car are like the smallest rims? No, <laughs> he's got the biggest rims on his drum set too, right? Guaranteed. Yep, he's, he's got, got that, that Hyundai, Hyundai just jacked to the balls with the biggest <laughs> rims you can find. Alex Van Halen driving a Hyundai. That's the best thing I've ever I, I hope they to... do because I drive. I just wanted to say that would be cool. <laughs> My first car, but Alex, <laughs> maybe not. Especially Probably in '92. Not. Not. But uh, yeah. I'm seeing a Kevin Brown T-shirt design of Alex, uh, Alex Van Halen in a Hyundai with giant fucking monster truck wheels. <laughs> oh, that would be that's such a niche like design. Like that's only like if you know, you know, and if you know, like hey, <laughs> you listen to the show. Yeah. I was just gonna say how dirty the guitar is. Uh, up to here. There's yeah. just all these like kind of black and bluish vibes of just, just dirt. It's just dirt. It's just beautiful. It's just, it's dirt. It, it's like, um, I don't know. It's it's just so good. It's just, it's it's those moments where I used to watch my brother perform on stage and he'd be making that fart face right in the middle of a solo. <laughs> you know, it's just like it's just it's so dirty. <laughs> the stink face. You got to put on the guitar the stink face, face. Yeah. every time. That's yeah. when you know you're playing right. Exactly. exactly. You know you're getting into it. I always wondered, are you passing gas at that moment, Todd? Or is that, I don't know, whatever. Stank face, it's a thing. Thank I hope us. everyone at home took a drink every time Sean said dirt. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, I did. <laughs> well, just so Todd and Mark, like my my best friend is a guitar player too, and he, one thing that he always says about Eddie, and it's, you know, it's, it's not something that no one says, but... We all know that he can shred, and we all know that he's probably the best lead guitar in rock history, probably, or hard rock. But it's his rhythm playing that's more interesting because that song there, he could just chug. That could just be, it could be open chords, he could just chug along with it. But he's putting so much into it that it's the rhythm section that he's playing is so fucking interesting. You know what yeah. I mean? And, it's, and it just, but you don't, it's, but it's also not taking center stage. It's just, he sits behind the groove and Sammy's melody line. But when you actually listen to what he's playing, it's like, actually, that's, that's pretty fucking cool. It's very colorful. Yeah. Like you could, yeah, like you say, he could, he could chug along if you wanted to, but he plays the chords, but then there's some nuances to his playing uh, for the rhythm that really makes it kind of stand out. Yeah. I mean, the old, like going from 5150, OU812, and then and then to this one, his his guitar has changed over, has morphed over the years, like his sound. Like if you listen to the old Van Halen albums, I mean, he only comes out in one ear. Okay? Yeah. And then once you hit, I think, 5150, then all of a sudden he's, wow, he's coming in stereo. And then he also has this um, chorusy type of sound that, that in his new sound that he has, which really stands out. But So he just takes that, and then he goes a step further and just adds more stuff to it. So, I mean, he's, he's such an innovator, and, yeah. and he, his, his sound has changed so much over the years. Um, but, yeah, he's, uh, but you can tell when it's Eddie. <laughs> when he's playing, he's yeah. like, yeah, that's him. Yeah, and it probably comes along with uh, the fact that he's the only guitar player in the band. So he's 
you got to keep it interesting and you know he is out of necessity you got to know you got to pick your battles of whether you want to just stick to subtle rhythms or if you're just going to be in the face all the time and you know that's that's going to get stale after a while uh and i think he knows that i think he was very much aware of his playing and what the song needed versus what he wanted to do like you were saying playing uh, dancing in the streets live being the only guitarist in the band if he was the playing the keyboards who would play the guitar yeah exactly. he, he didn't have sammy in the band back then right, you know who yeah. could kind of fill in yeah uh, Chaz says the first really good version of the wolfgang ernie bald guitars so there you go yeah Ooh. speaking of guitars we have a solo coming up great so you get that contrast with the bass and the guitar they're syncopated in the verses where eddie's kind of playing around the around the beat mm -hmm. but in the chorus they go straight they're on time so they're playing basically the same lick right and the, eddie's putting a little bit in extra but it's it's just matching so it gives that space again to the vocal and the and the rhythm it's just so cool so so cool i love all those little production points right you know when you because that's a work up in the studio you know they've got the basic idea and okay well how can we put a bit of salt and pepper on this how can we sort of you know adjust things so it sounds really cool and pops and i'm sure that's um i'm sure you've got when you've got an external producer of that caliber who say you know what what about during that section uh, uh michael just play that root kind of line that eddie's playing just to kind of keep that make it really pop that that little just that line pop those those decisions get made in the studio all the time it might not have been the you know the case in the in the demo but yeah i just love that bit Hang on, Andy Johns also did the Kill the Dwarfs album, uh, Dirty Weapons, too, which is an amazingly sounding album with great separation on the drums, which yeah. is exactly what we're seeing here again. Andy Johns was a great drum producer, for sure. Well, well he did Zeppelin. Right, he did Bottom, yeah. I mean, give me a break. And and did, did he do Exile? Wasn't it Exile with Stone's album he did? Exile? Oh, maybe. I think, oh, I think he did Exile. Or, you might be right there. Or he was one of the engineers, maybe. Or I think he did. Yeah. I, I'm looking now. He recorded oh, no. a Cranberries album that has the song Salvation on it, so that's a win, okay? <laughs> All right, I'm, I, I gotta look this up. Andy Johns. <laughs> Andy Johns did Night Songs by Cinderella. Yes, he did. Hell yeah. Wow. Hey, oh. that's a great... That's a and great Long Cold album. Winter. Long Cold Winter. Great album from the 80s. Oh my god, Long Cold Winter? Are I, you... love, I love Fred Corey's drums on that album. They oh, sound yeah. just... Except yeah. he didn't Thank perform you. drums Thank on that album. Bringing that up. What? what? No, they had a session guy. Oh, he, that's right. He Cinderella's first, yeah, Cinderella's first two records. It's not Fred Corey. He did the tours. He didn't do the albums. He did the tours and the videos, but he wasn't in the studio. That's absolutely right. I forgot. Isn't that about crazy? Oh, no, I'm angry. <laughs> he also still, he did check anyone on the chat still? Chicken foot. <laughs> I think we lost. Did we lose everybody? No. Well, <laughs> Christy, Christy says, says, get out of my appliances, John. So she's still kicking around. <laughs> the, the Mariano <laughs> haunted <laughs> dustbuster went, went off again. <laughs> it did. It, it did. Like, I don't know what's going on here, but I'm going to have to like perform like a, a ritual cleansing. By the way, Andy hey, but now, now I'm, look, I'm looking at Andy John's is, 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 is discography. This is phenomenal. What he's done? Did he do Exile? Was he on Exile? Or did no, I, he no, wasn't. I remember that. No, I don't no, think he ever did Stone's album. No, it wasn't him. Or Stone's album. He did a lot of free. Uh, he, he did, did Rod Stewart, Stewart, Foolish, Foolish Behavior, Behavior, back in 1980. 
Yep. I'm going to look this up because I'm... Autograph. He did, loud and clear by he did a few Satriani ones. Actually, some of the better yeah. Satriani ones. Which one? Did it... Oh, surfing. An extremist. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, really? Phenomenal album. Did some LA yeah. drums. Again, drums on the, on the extremist. And Chickenfoot. Yeah, yeah Chickenfoot. Chicken the yeah. Chicken yeah. There you go. Which actually I can, I can say, is good. I've never heard a bad sounding Satriani song in my life. And you you can argue the writing or the playing, but I've never heard a bad sounding. He's incapable song. of that. He's incapable yeah. of sounding bad. That's true. Yeah. Don't go to our show because we talk about Joe way too much. <laughs> way too much. In or fact, do go next... if you're an enthusiast. <laughs> the next episode is called "Let It Joe, Let It Joe." <laughs> bye, bye. Never mattered anyway. Okay. That's the latest episode. Thank Great God Eric Senich is in here. He would disown us all for, for fucking know, that where up. Where the hell is he at? <laughs> Bruce Fairbairn produced Balance. I know that for a fact. Yes. yes. Andy okay. Johns. Balance. Andy Johns was the engineer with his brother Glenn on Exile on Main Street, not the producer. Okay. Okay, I knew I knew the name, but I couldn't. Yeah, that was just I was losing oh, cool. my mind there for a minute. <laughs> Oh my goodness. That's Holy upsetting. Solo oh. <laughs> is upsetting. That's so upsetting. It's just like, fuck it. Like, that just makes me want to take my invisible guitar that I have with me at all times. Just be like, <laughs> just throw it away. It's never yeah. going to get that good. It's, it's just never, it's never going to get there. My drum set's right on the other side of that camera. I, I almost walked over. <laughs> just started playing? Yeah, I was kind of with you. Yeah. I got a question for the, the drummers. And, and really, actually, everybody, I'd like to get to know everyone's thoughts on this. During the last part of the solo, when it goes to double time, uh, mm -hmm. we hear Alex riding on a crash cymbal. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, on my podcast, I talk about this a lot because it's something that Russell Gilbrook from Uriah Heap does quite a bit. Uh, big fan of that. I, I like it and I hate it. It really depends on how it's mixed because sometimes the cymbal frequency can really just overshadow everything. Mm -hmm. And for me, I think this was right on the border of infringing on Eddie's guitar a little bit. What do you guys think? I think mean? it was on. Oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say. So is that is for what you're saying is how it's mixed matters most. It's not really yeah. the sonic of it. It's just how how much it's up in the mix. Right. I'd have to listen back. I can't quite remember exactly how loud it was, but Sean, I think maybe you. I I, I think I I think you're right that it's it's borderline, but it didn't it doesn't cross. I think the yeah. mixing is just absolutely pristine because it's like right on that edge right like where if it was like even slightly louder it would be too yeah. much but it's just yeah. like it rides that line very finely can yep. you can you screw it back a little bit Corey, and just let's listen sure. to that yeah can we do that, yeah. that little bit of a section again just because i'm yeah. kind of curious to see Yeah, I get what you're saying, Scott. And it's one of those things where you know as a drummer, 
you're beating the shit out of that thing. Like, yeah, you're just well, giving and, and it he's cause... and he's picking a higher register symbol too. Yeah. I mean, if he was using like an 18 inch crash versus a pitch yeah. like that, would would yeah. would not cut through the guitar frequencies as much. So the symbol pitch and the mixing are the biggest things, but that volume is like it's so close. Yeah. yeah. Well, I tell you what, that, that, that dark lines. square that we see below us here <gasps> is none other than Eric Senich joining the call. Be. Whoa! Whoa! Wait a minute. Wait you can't see him, but he's there. I'm literally. Can you guys hear me? We can hear you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we can hear you. Yeah, I'm, I'm literally driving right now. So, <laughs> no, this is this is the dedication. Hold on, how do I turn my camera on here? Oh, but no, we no, see, we see this, you. Yeah. Just, hey, Aaron, we see that you're driving somewhere dark. Some kind of alien. It looks like some kind of alien reaching for the opening. Yeah, I think it's the I'm in a Ford White Bronco. I just dropped OJR, so I'm just trying to get And he's listening to Love Walks In. What's going on, guys? Yeah, no, I'm just I'm just about to head home so I can join you. I didn't think you guys would still be going. Still going. Actually, Eric. Of course. Yeah, the first song we spun tonight was Dancing in the Streets. Which I, I heard that I heard that four yeah, heard, of the I, panelists I voted. Yeah, they said this dream is over. Both Mark and I said, uh, "This is what dreams are made of." Uh, I know you're a fan of this song. What would be your comments on "Dancing in the Streets"? Oh, yeah, thumbs up to that one. So, what was it split? It was two and two. It was four oh, to God, two. It was four yeah. and two. <laughs> oh, how many guys? How many people are there? Oh, we got Sean. We got Todd. We got we Kevin. Got Kevin. Kevin we got Brown, Scott. Scott Haskin. Yeah. 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 No, I, I love Dancing in the Streets. That that I would definitely give a thumbs up. Yeah, that was, and I'm sure you guys talked about it, but that was the one Eddie had a, had a that opening he had written for another song altogether. But uh, Dave and Templeman wanted to, uh, you know, do some covers. So Eddie begrudgingly said, okay. But that would have been cool to see what that would have been as an original song. Yeah. Mm, okay, well, that, that kind of that kind of makes a little bit of sense in as we because we were talking about that song not being quite sure what it wants to be. It's kind of one of those yeah. hybridy sort of un, it feels unfinished. That kind of makes sense when you say that. I didn't know that. So, right, Sean's got yeah, a dog. What is his dude? vote on dancing in the streets? Luna, Luna does not like dancing in the streets. Oh no, Luna, come on, <laughs> come on Luna. my man, Ooh, Sean. Luna. <laughs> now the current song hey. we're covering, Eric, is "Run Around." Do you have any thoughts on oh, that one? Oh yeah, man, love run around. Yeah, you know what? I'm just I'm just pulling in now. I'm just gonna head in and I'll rejoin you guys. Perfect. Ooh. We'll we'll keep vamping. Right, we right. just got done the guitar solo, but uh, now we have Patty from the hey, Judas Priestcast joining us. Fantastic. How's it going? Thank you. Oh well, I just look up. I will work Well, it's so great you're here. We're we're halfway through our our second song, but uh, Hattie, uh, now that you've uh, hopefully got a cup of coffee in you, tell us a little bit about the Judas Priest cast. Well, just put her on the spot two seconds after she logs. I know. <laughs> that's how we roll. Yeah, that's how we like uh, roll, I guess. So yeah, we are. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Like, going strong, I think. So we are trying to record one episode uh, in every other weekend. And yes, uh, both of us, me and you, are very big fans. So we... Uh, like we don't have much things scripted we just uh, go with the flow and somehow we record something and <laughs> hey that's what mark and i do out. too yeah <laughs> that's literally what Corey and i do yeah. every week <laughs> but we do have some guidelines i have to say because i kind of have ocd and then like i do have and george is very organized so we do have some guidelines but yeah we are also going with the flow <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you very much for, for joining the call here. And uh, on Deep Dive December, we're glad you could make it. And we uh, encourage everyone to go check out the Judas Priest cast uh, on the Deep Dive Podcasting Network. You guys introduce our, our new panelist who just, uh, just showed up here? No, I just popped in. <laughs> How's it going, Mark? I, what's up? How's it going, guys? Hey. What's up, Mark? Hi. Hey, Mark. We, ju- we, just Hi, did, Mark. Um, we just did, little enough, on our podcast this week. Oh, I heard that, Mark. Are you serious? Oh, it's shit. Great, yeah. great album. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it's kind of funny. Like, I don't think he's on as many tracks as they think he is. I don't think. I think yeah. So. From, from, yeah. From what we can tell, I mean, there's a lot of Steve Hunter on that record. Like yep. a ton. Yeah. Yeah. Like a ton. And, yeah. you know, I was actually trying to play the solo for a little ain't enough. And it's okay up until you get to one little stupid part. Like toward the end of the solo, it's so fast that your fingers get all jammed up trying to play it. Yeah. Wow. It's it's he's he was a monster. He was a monster. Yep. You ever see the Mark. video of him playing on stage doing all that crazy shit? Like Yeah, throwing the yo yo with the yo yo and playing with one yeah. hand. It's, it's kinda crazy. Mark, while we got you here, maybe tell us a little bit about your uh, about your podcast. Uh, yeah, Rock Roulette Pack Podcast. We kind of do what you guys do, Corey, except we do a whole album. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we spin our wheel, which is real, too, by the way. It's not a fake <laughs> wheel. Yes. It's a real we wheel. Believe it. Um, so we basically spin like 900 albums, and we it usually takes us two episodes to get through because we do a half an album uh, a podcast. So Crazy. It takes a while, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's a lot of... Uh, it's a lot of work. We could go on and on here, you know. We could, yeah. yeah. But you know what? We should totally get back to run around. Yeah, it's only been an hour. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, have you guys played any of it yet? Because I missed. We're about halfway through, actually. Yeah, so. we're halfway through. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to back it up a little back. bit because yeah. I want to hear that Eddie solo again. Yeah, so. yeah, play the solo again, and yeah. we'll go from there. All right, here we go.
big stop. I love that big stop in the middle yeah, of that yeah. solo. That, yep. And Scott, is what you go back to when you talk about dancing in the street where you felt that Alex wasn't quite given enough in those transitions. Yeah. That could have used a big stop like that, right? Absolutely, could, that's a dynamic yes. shift that you can use really effectively. It's so cool. Yeah. And I love the sound of the the kick drum in the first half of that too, before he starts going double time, especially that that double hit right before the stop. Yeah. Like it's so punchy and so powerful. Yeah. I, I just love that. And it really complements it, it. It feels like Eddie gave him room to set up the stop. And I really like the yeah. way that they work together on that. It was mostly Andy Johns. Templeman came in to clean it up because Sammy just was butting heads with Andy Johns. And ah. so oh, Templeman wait, wait. came okay, in. Okay, go, in, go into that, Eric. I'm curious. Yeah. 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 So uh, Andy Johns was asking Sammy to do some stuff, I think, vocally or having to redo stuff. And, and, and well, the, really, the main issue was. <laughs> That Sammy was like, you know, Andy was just always fucked up, always wasted, drinking, and it was just like, it was just ridiculous. And that's really the where the tension starts starts to to build, and and so somehow Templeman gets involved in this because he hadn't worked with the band in in at that time seven years. I mean, 1984. That was the oh, last yeah. time. Great, yeah. So I'm trying to recall how that all came about. I believe Sammy called. Templeman, obviously because he knew him through these Montrose days, but I, I have to check on that again. So Templeman came in just to basically, I uh, just finished stuff up, but it's mostly Andy Johns, and 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 Andy Johns was the guy that Alex wanted. He wanted the John Bonham sound, and who better than Andy Johns? Andy John was the guy that he's instrumental in the the when the levee breaks sound when John Bonham's in yeah. the you know in the in the stairwell. Headley Grange, yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, but you know, Templeman, I how much he did, don't know. But a little, little interesting uh, on Runaround, I believe. No, it's Top of the World. Uh, Steve Lukather from Toto does a little back backing vocals on that. Oh, cool. But mm. I, maybe Runaround, but I don't think so. Yeah, and I mean, it, Runarounds, that's it's one of the best Sammy Era songs. I have I had a friend who who just only love loved Dave Era Van Halen, but he said there's only one song I like from Sammy, Runaround. Well, wow. I, 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 I got to tell you, Eric, I called my shot for the second time at the beginning of this episode. I said run around and I spun it. So, oh, you got it. Nice. So, fuck you. Suck it, Eric. I'm one up on you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, how about the video for run around, too? Amazing. Michael Anthony was yep. joking about that. He I said, I haven't uh, seen this video. This is everybody oh, keeps see mentioning it. Oh, like, I haven't missed this video. I have it running it. in the background right now, still. I'm going to have to throw it <laughs> on after this. <laughs> Mikey said he almost you know, took a dive right up because the flat the well, things no, there's, around. there's a section there's a section of the video where he's hanging onto the drum set looks like <laughs> that was moving pretty quick like when you're standing there and it's going at that clip yeah like that that'd be hard to do i'm gonna say about andy johns we had uh, daryl dwarf from the killer dwarfs on our show and he was talking yes. about andy johns quite a bit and what he was saying was if you didn't click with him personally you're fucked right oh. right yeah. so you yeah. you really had to click with him do the drinking with him or, or whatever. But if you did that, then you were safe. If you weren't, which I'm assuming Sammy wasn't, maybe they weren't like on the same wavelength. Then yeah. all of a sudden, yeah, that's because I heard he was really hard on you. And if he was, yes, he was a rather cantankerous. Yeah. So if you person, weren't, there's the word matching him, then you're, you're screwed. And that's probably what happened with Sammy because you just described every producer in Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, and didn't Andy Johns like delete, like accidentally erase a, a Sammy vocal take? And he said that's kind of the last straw. You're right, Corey. That's that was it because he was so fucked up, and you know that's that's what happened. Yeah, you're right. I got one thing right in two episodes. It. Thank you. Yeah, you got it. You're an expert, Corey. You did it. You legitimized the show. Thank you. It wasn't gonna be me. <laughs> whiskey. It's Corey's whiskey. Is yeah. that's right. And uh, just to cool. jump off of what Sean said, Andy Johns, like, you didn't fuck with him. He was a tough dude. In fact, he had a story about when he was working with the Stones and Mick Thank Jagger. You. Yes, bring that up. Yes. Yeah, Mick, Mick Jagger. I, this was, I think, I'm trying to remember which album it was. Doesn't really, doesn't matter. But Mick, Mick was just, like, really, like, laying into Andy Johns. He's like, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? This is, you know, this is bullshit. That doesn't sound anything like I wanted to and and Andy Johns like got right back in his face and yeah. Andy Johns was young he was up and coming he was not and he's like listen you motherfucker don't you talk to me that way you know and then yeah. the next day Mick Jagger the next morning Mick Jagger's like hey mate it's all good man you know yeah. just want just testing you out to see if, just testing to see if you know if you were on your game or not everything's good you know like that like oh, you yeah. know like, like testing uh, you. right in other, in other words in other words like I ain't I'm not messing yeah, with you. I don't dude. want to catch these hands. <laughs> yeah, you didn't mess with Andy. Well, uh, Glenn Gl Gl Johns. Awesome. I love yeah. Yeah, Tom that heard that uh, that Teppelman only worked on the vocals, on uh, okay. for so other vocals. Does that, that make sense? Yeah, that's yeah. that tracks. Yeah, that tracks. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Mark, Hattie, what do you think? Uh, you've only heard like ten seconds of Runaround so far, but uh, what did you think of that solo? Well, I'm still processing. That's all I can say. <laughs> Remember, Addie just or Hattie just woke up, so uh, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're gonna cut her some slack. Good morning, Hattie. Yeah. Good morning. Thank you. <laughs> but to be fair, she just woke up and she's on the other side of the world, so it's not like she gets yeah, up right. at nine o'clock at night and it starts her day. That's right. Yeah. Where Where are you, Hattie? Where are you coming in from? From Bangladesh. Wow. What time is it there? It's um. 10.40, I guess. Let me check. 10.56. It's almost 11 a.m. So true rock and roll fashion, she's still tired at like 11 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Mark, where are you coming to us uh, from here? Uh, I'm from New York. Nice. So, yeah, East Coast. So as far as the solo goes, almost everything on that record I love from him. Um Lots of wah, like I, I put in the chat, lots of wah, but he hadn't used a lot of wah up until that point, and then all of a sudden yeah. was on everything, but the good way, not the Kirk Hammett way, but the good way. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Oh, I know, I know there are going to be oh, some people shit. that don't like me. Gloves are off. Gloves are off. Who, oh, who I'll, I'll note also that no one listed in their top 10. No. That's true. Yep. Yeah. Well, anyone yeah, from I mean, Metallica. True. Nope. Not in mine. No offense. Not mine either, but, but no, not in my top nope. 10. Nope. You can't ah, right. beat his. Uh, you can't beat his phrasing. His phrasing is just impeccable. So, you can do his stuff. You can do his tapping. You can be as faster than him. You can do whatever you want. But in those little eight-bar chunks that he's allowed to actually play in, I, I, don't think you can find a better guitar player in those eight bars. Yeah, call it, call it Cthulhu is it's such an amazing guitar song for me that every time I listen to that, I'm like, wow, I, I still can't believe that this is something that that happened and every time i listen to it i just get i, I don't know that's one of my favorite songs and, and i think his performance on that is just stellar yep. and it's a good story it's based on too that's right that it is let's listen to a little more runaround shall we do it mm -hmm. 
Legend 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 <laughs> Corey was grooving out. I knew I was. I was gonna. I was gonna wait until the end of that fucking verse, you son of a bitch. I, I wasn't gonna. Too. <laughs> I'm grateful playing my kit right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Did you hear that, Sean and Scott? Is he playing? Is there a block in there? Like a percussion? Yeah. Oh, I think so. It's I got it so. yeah. something be. in there. I was like, hang on, I can't quite. It's, I, I don't think it's, that's not. It's not. That's got to, it's got to be an overdub, right? Like that's, I think yeah. it's a wood block. I could be yeah, wrong, but yeah. I think it's a wood block. That's what I think it um, is. Yeah. I I just love how I I don't know how I feel about this kind of spoken word part. I feel like Ultravox just joined Van Halen for <laughs> for a verse. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hey, look, if we're gonna start dissing Ultravox. I'm no, I leaving. love Ultravox. <laughs> it, it, it had that like it had that vocal feel. It sounded yeah. very much like them, and and really like this song just took a real turn. He's just trying to let you know that. He wants you to make it harder and uh, to fill him up till he's satisfied. He wants you to own him. Despite how bad the lyrics are, it's still not taken away from the song. Yeah. I don't think the lyrics are all that bad. I mean, I I think think this particular section is like, okay, whatever. But, I mean, it's Sammy. At this point, at this point, when they've done this album, this is to be expected. You know? True. I mean, it's it's, okay. it's, It's a great seven reading level there's not any big words there's nothing more than three we syllables can't, right? I mean, we can't fine. pretend that david lee roth was writing you Price, know no. Uh, no pulitzer prize winning shit Come on. no and it's, it's, it, it, it this lacks subtlety but i think the it's, it's kind of like when you listen to, like listen to sting right he's a yeah. very rhythmic lyricist like he writes he, he got he gets the cadence and the bounce yes. of the lyrics there's the, yes. yes the music yes. right yes. and this is that same guy it doesn't matter what the lyrics are it just matters what the melody is i think in this song uh-huh I, yes, I think that's 100% on par. Yeah, Chaz wants to know if he was talking to the aliens, and potentially. <laughs> I hope Probably. not, based on the content of this song. I Eric, not talking about the aliens. Eric, last week uh, we did uh, Love Walks In, and we talked about uh, Sammy and his experience with aliens, and one of the uh, Twitter commenters uh, pretty much uh, bitch-slapped us, saying that it's really a, a beautiful love song. and we're like no it's about fucking aliens like it is yeah like 100 percent. like he's like oh it's tugging at the heartstrings of some young lady no he's talking about getting anal probe by fucking but to be fair we also had we also had john mariano trying to uh trying to argue the merit that this song is about uh puberty and coming into your own and well, you know, li- literally yeah, yeah. You know, it, yes, art, yes, art, art is all how you interpret it so yeah right yeah go. but exactly uh, that's how i think yeah. well if, if you have john mariano on as a guest you know how it's going to get interpreted so i love <laughs> i love that scott you already know that that's how it goes when john mariano shows up but, i've recorded but, enough but aerosmith shows with him to know uh, it, it I love the guy, but you yes. know right where he's going to go for that jugular as soon as you oh, see yeah, him. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. never good when you start with, I love the guy, but it's never good. <laughs> Here, here's a cool little comment from Old Handsaw. That little breakdown always reminds me of Eurythmics. Would I like to? Anyone getting a would I like to? Yeah, totally got it. Totally got it. Yeah. Bring it back. Let's listen to it again, Corey. I didn't catch that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now switch over to would I lie to you. 
You're asking too much. I'm doing so many things here, Sean. Jesus. You're drinking. Don't overwork my producer. Just talk about how great the bass sounded during that part. Oh, yeah, I know. Yes, yes. We can. Let's, let's give Mike it. Anthony some love. Absolutely. Please, yeah. let's do it. Yes. Mikey loves Forget. that album. He loves that album because Andy Johns cranked the bass up. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. A lot different from OU812, wasn't it? It's the yes. antithesis of OU812, yep. yeah. rhythmically, for sure. Yeah. 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 If anyone downs was this song, you're dead to me. And by the you way, know, again, I, the, the rhythm guitar by Eddie, right? Just oh, listen, yeah. listen to the rhythm. A lot of comments on his rhythm playing, and he was voted like one of the top five rhythm guitar players of all time. And he's, this he's, album really showcases that, right? I think he's, he's the best. best. He's, the, he's been... the best rhythm guitarist of all time. I, I don't hey, know, man. I, I hear arguments it's, the contrary. It's really but... been talked about a lot. I love yep. Tom. He says you're doing a hell of a job, Corey. Thank you, buddy. Uh, no, I really no. appreciate it. Yeah. Right, God yeah. Damn it. We're an asylum of crazy people here. <laughs> you're doing you're doing good I'm trying, trying to, keep to keep the train, train on the tracks track. yeah it's, it's interesting well i like how at, at that point of the song where it just stops and then there's like a, a slight pause before alex goes back in yeah amazing yeah oh, the product cool. of a band who's played a million hours together over the yep. more specifically ed and al yeah yeah locked in locked in so why don't we talk about that like, Sorry, we talked about that, Eric. Just so when, when Eddie and Alex were writing these songs together, something like this, you know, there's that sort of that chemistry between musicians who've played together for that long. Then you've got this dynamic also that they're brothers and they know each other well, so they're dialed in sort of on that personal level. But how much of that is sort of was managed afterwards to say, okay, well, we've got this raw idea and we've got this drum beat and Ed's going to play this, but how much was produced in the studio afterwards to say, okay, well, maybe let's put a stop in there or you know when oh Ed's not playing this right not much okay okay not much i mean a lot a lot of it was just pound cake was what an example of where alex came in with a drum beat and steps in and finishes it up not a lot of tweaking not a lot of like uh -huh. let's let's add you know let's add a bridge there let's okay you know it it was primarily ed coming up with the structure of the song um but yeah not a lot of you didn't need to do much, especially as, as the years went on. You know, earlier days, I'm sure Templeman would help out a little bit here and there. But even even then, yeah. I mean, after all, don't forget, he overheard Eddie playing Eruption. <laughs> you know, that, I mean, it's just Eddie had no clue how talented he was, you know, and then Templeman's like, roll tape. You know, and Eddie's like, yeah. oh, okay, I guess if you want to, you know, it's just, it, it was a natural thing for Ed. And, and Eddie said, I, I, I can't play with any other drummer. He's Alex is the only drummer I can play with. Yeah. Period. End of story. Which is probably, for Alex, going to be strange if he goes out there and does play with Satriani. He's yeah. ne Alex has never played with anybody else. That's right. Yeah. 
Never. To, uh, to, uh, to get back to the point of uh, would I lie to you? Yeah, I could totally see what the the comment the commenter was saying on that because I it, it's got that same pulse to it. I think yeah. it might be a little bit faster, but uh, yeah, I could I could definitely see that connection. Yeah. By the way, Tom is going to be our first guest in uh, 2023 because uh, he's sucking up, so he'll bring him on the show again. It's going to happen, Tom. You got it, buddy. <laughs> It'll happen. You. We, I want, we got I want you, Tom, buddy. Tom has to be on the show. Yeah. You know, you know we should talk about it's it. Too, been on, he's been on once, so we'll have to bring him back. <laughs> we talked. We talked about the lyrics, and they're sort of you know they're simplistic and whatnot, but it's a great course. Yeah. Like this person, you you walk away from this song. That course is in your head. You can hum it. You can sing it. It's you know okay. Yeah. It's commercial, and you know if you don't like that, that's fine. But if you're writing yeah. a song that you want to just kind of sit in people's brains, I think the kids these days they call it an earworm, right? Like yeah, it's certainly right. an earworm. Yeah, there's a sensibility yeah. there for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's Sammy. Now, Mark, yeah. uh, that, that goes to Sammy, and he. Uh, go ahead, Eric. Sorry, Corey, real quick, but he, yeah. Sammy had, by then, he knew how to come up with that stuff like he those last three albums leading up to when he joined van halen yeah he had he had some producers come in and people come in to really just you know help him really structure those songs and and he took that with him for the rest of his career producers eh <laughs> just the the fade out but uh eddie and alex both just bringing it home right there at, at the end oh you know See, what? i it, wanted more guitar there i wanted a little bit louder of a guitar at the end i think that they buried it slightly maybe a little yeah. bit but i mean again it was a fade out so maybe that was by design a little bit who knows i love the force of the floor on the snare though and switch yeah. it so and Alex is so great at that again again switching the point of attack so he's is is the the root is the snare and now he's working around the snare off the the kick and the toms so right. clever like it's those those little things anyway I only learned on this podcast that there are some people out there who don't rate Alex Van Halen as a drummer I know and yeah it blew my mind like I couldn't, I couldn't usually rock journalists like, like that was the one thing I couldn't believe like, like how many rock, rock journalists journalist just disregarded Alex Van Halen, Van Halen and said he's adequate, adequate. And I couldn't fucking believe it. Right, and I've and I've admitted that uh, e even in my personal journey, uh, completely wrote Alex off. Just like I love Van Halen, but you know Alex kind of like eh, whatever. Uh, but it wasn't until I started listening to uh, other like professional musicians go, no, 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 take a real good listen at what Alex is doing. You'll change your tune. And it was because of this show that I started really listening. And because of Corey's influence as well, because Corey's like, no, no, like Alex is fucking great. Uh, uh, that I've completely changed my tune on that. Yeah. No, Alex is solid, so such a, more solid of a rock and roll drummer than uh, than you could ever ask for, man. Is I gotta say, is it is it because he's so musical and he's not sort of got that like he's not maybe like a thrashy it's kind because, of? Because I think it's because he's not so show off y. 
You know okay. what I mean? Like yeah. he, 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 you don't hear a, a ton of fills from him. Like, uh, you, you're never gonna hear him go full Neo Pert, you know, something like that. Because they're no, that's not he's not that kind of drummer. Um, that doesn't diminish his uh, skill level. It's just it's just those are two different kind of drummers. And when you're not a drummer like moi, uh, you have to really kind of train your ear to really listen to specific drummers and what they're doing and things of that nature. So at the time in my past, Alex, he wasn't doing anything as what I thought was impressive because I wasn't really listening. Uh, and they, again, I have completely changed my tune on that because yeah. Alex is doing so much. Uh, and it's even better because he's doing so much in a subtle way that, uh, I think it takes more. Uh, I think it, it takes more skill level to be subtle than it is uh, if you're just being flashy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and, and I think that is a big part of why he's been overlooked because it, it yeah. he sounds like a pretty straightforward drummer unless you really pay attention. It's he's very Correct. deceptive in his style. Yeah. And uh, mm -hmm. you know, when, when you're talking about people in the rock journalism world. Um, Especially, it, it, I, I realize this is a generalization, but people that write for like rock magazines, if you go back to like Hit Parader and, and magazines like that, yeah. they're typically, they're people that just walk in with a certain opinion. They, they're they not open-minded. They have an agenda and that's just what they say. So if it's if it's cool to, you know, like Alex Van Halen, they're going to be cutting edge and go, uh, he's not that good. You know, whatever, whatever gets their name out there. I, I don't really take yeah. their opinions to heart. So... Mark, what? Are, yeah, this is where we all say um, thumbs up or thumbs down. Mm -hmm. I think, right? Is this it? Yeah, Give yeah. Our votes. Uh, yep. The votes. We have, yep. we, we have a lot on the panel now, but uh, yeah. So I'll just I'll just go in order of the way uh, my screens are here. Scott Haskin, uh, you were not familiar with Runaround, I don't believe. So this was your kind of first outing. Uh, it was a little bit scrambled, to be fair. Uh, but would you say that runaround is what dreams are made of, or would you say for you the dream is over? Yeah, I think it's a great song. Um, I'm obviously very familiar with the chorus from listening to this show, <laughs> but uh, I think it's got a lot of great energy to it. I love that solo section. Um, Despite my making fun with the Ultravox comment, I actually liked that uh, that change with the, the difference in vocals. I just thought it, it was very 80s sounding in, in there. It was like a British new wave band had joined Van Halen for a minute. Uh, <laughs> but I think it's got great energy. I love Alex's playing on this. Uh, I love the mix of it, too. I think the, the engineering is absolutely spot on. Um, yeah, this is this is a highlight song for me for Van Halen. Right on. There you go. There's one vote. Uh, I'm going to throw it over to kevin brown would you say run around is exactly what your dreams were made of or did it just kind of fall flat and the dream is over yeah it's just i mean again it's sort of a it's a rock and roll record but it's pop as well like it's a it's just i think everything's so well balanced I drink a lot of craft beer. I really like my craft beer, and I always look for balance in a beer. You don't want any note to be too strong. And I think in this record, everything just fits exactly where it should be. Nothing's overpowering. Nothing's missing. It's just, I think it's superb. Yeah. Ooh, superb is a great word for it. 
Moving over to the Sean Geek and Fast Fret Podcast dudes. Uh, we're going to start with you, Sean, yourself. Would you say run around? It's great. It's great. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> succinct. That's succinct. Enough said. There it is. <laughs> and then the other half, Todd. Todd, would you uh, give this a thumbs up or a thumbs down? Todd, I haven't heard that nice deep baritone voice. Please say something. <laughs> Maybe. You weren't here earlier. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm a lonely man, Todd. I'm a lonely man. Please. Desire. <laughs> oh, you know what? We, we missed out. We need Todd to explain tummy sticks or whatever the fuck they were called earlier. Yes. <laughs> what did I miss? Tom, what is it? Did I should I pull that back up? Yeah, whatever they're called. Like, send it over to Todd and get him to read it. <laughs> get Todd to read the, the Urban Dictionary version of I'll, I'll, what yes. I'll, I'll, I'll put the oh, link in, no. in the chat there. <laughs> he <laughs> said no. Guys. Oh, he could if you want. Bring it up. Bring it up. Bring uh, it up. There you go. Oh, my God. I haven't come enough to, tonight. Here do I have go. to click on it? He's got the script. Yes. Go ahead. Oh, do I have to click on it? Yeah. You have to I click. Can read, yeah. I, can, I can read it again if you want. I, I didn't know if you wanted me to put the audience through that again. Or not. God, Todd is lazy. He wouldn't even click. Like, come on. It's uh, one click. Let's do it. Okay. Try it again. Here it is. Click it. Tummy sticks. In this situation, commonly referred to as a game in which two erect men cuddle closely and face-to-face, -face, causing their two erect penises or sticks... To push oh. upwards between their stomachs or tummies, oh. Oh combined with God. tummies, hence the name tummy sticks. I think if you're that's jamming that's... penises into that's... somebody's belly, you're beyond the word tummy. <laughs> yes. Oh, I think I'll pass on that one. Oh. <laughs> it's a, it's a also, just game. Quick, quickly, uh. on behalf of the group, I'd just like to apologize to Hattie for the last two minutes. Yes. Yeah. Very, very sorry. About that. Yep. Really now, but... Do you guys remember when there was somebody complaining that we went went off on a kiss tangent and they're like, come on, talk about Van Halen? I yeah. think that's worse than. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. We'll, we're we're going to hear so many complaints about this, this uh, episode for sure. But, this seven uh, hour episode. Yeah. But Kevin I didn't, know, I didn't know this podcast was about sword fighting. It is. It's, it's, it's about sword play. That's right. I, thought... I, I saw a meme about a podcasting that said um, it was something like um, when the podcaster says after an hour, let's jump right in. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's jump right oh, in man. to uh, Kevin Brown's reaction to uh, Runaround. Is it what dreams are made of or is the dream over? I think I did it, didn't I? Yep. Yeah, he was second. Did you? Oh, yeah, he did, right? Yeah. You did? I'll do it again. Maybe you want <laughs> Good me to job, Mark. Okay, cool. Look, I've been... Uh, the whiskey. Anyway. Uh, let's see. We did Sean. We did, uh, we did Scott. We did... Uh, okay, cool. So, well, look. I know you guys came in kind of halfway through, but Hattie, uh, this song, Run Around, how did you feel about it? Thumbs up or thumbs down? Well, I literally woke up, so I can kind of not say it's not dreams are what dreams are made of because dreams are over but i'm going to say this is what dreams are made of awesome. 
You had us worried, on the Patty. Nose. You had us worried for a second there. A little bit. There. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I know I did. So I do kind of have one comic strip. So I do some artwork. So I have yeah. this comic strip. It's named Wolfie and Cave. So I have named my brain after Wolfie, Wolf and oh, Helen. Cool. And yeah. yeah. That's nice. Cool. cool. I just wanted to let you know. Well, send us a like. Cool. That's important. Well, and uh, uh, from the Rock Roulette podcast, Mark Pirello, uh, I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, would you vote this song for what you heard of it? Run around, uh, thumbs up or thumbs down? I don't know how you can't like this if you're a Van Halen fan. Unfortunately, we didn't get enough of Andy Johns with that. I think if he would have continued even on the next record, it would have been it would have been great because I think he brought out exactly the sound that Van Halen at that time needed to have between Thanks, the Mark. bass and the drums and. Thanks, Mark. I, w- I really wish we would have had more of that. Good call. Yep. Yep. Fair enough. Fair enough. I just like how excited Kevin gets every time somebody gives a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> I love this song, man. Like it, again, we talked about it, and Mark before you came on, we talked about this being an incredibly well produced van halen album where you get everyone playing well but you can hear them you can hear everyone doing exactly what they do very yep. very well um and that's you know andy johnson he's he's, he's pretty badass absolutely so mm-hmm. we throw it over to eric sinich himself uh i'm pretty sure i know how this is gonna go but i'm gonna ask you anyway <laughs> eric this is only two Run songs Around by van halen uh, <laughs> you think you think runaround's okay or is it just kind of not okay what do you think well, I'm just going to say that this is a this is a, a great pop rock song, great single, great hook, but it's not one of those songs that is a disposable hit. It's got musicality, it's got it's got some amazing work there by Alex as we've discussed. Obviously, Eddie, I give it a thumbs up. We are sweeping it all. Grab your brooms. All right, Corey. <laughs> this, is, this is the Sammy era at its best, this whole album. Yeah. I, yep. you, you will not hear a disagreement from me on that one. Corey Morissette, my dude. Uh, this is, I mean, you called your shot on this particular song. So do I even need to ask? I'm just Bullshit. kidding. Bullshit. <laughs> Jesus. Boo. This is legitimately one of my favorite Van Halen tracks of all time. Like the fuck album was a huge album for me in 92. And I love this video. I love this song. It's a perfect song as far as I'm concerned. I was going to say everybody, well, people who know me know that I like the, the uh, Diamond Dave area more so than the Sammy. But this was a, this is a really good song. Um, they've, they, they cover it. Uh, they cover it great. I mean, Eddie, I mean, even the outro, I mean, you can tell it's hip. Like, it, he plays, and it's too bad that they, they kind of faded it out because I would have liked to have heard, you know, yeah. any more snippets of Eddie, I'm all for it. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep keep giving it, to, you know, keep listening to it. So I, I a quick question for you, Todd, because I know that when we when this we spun this up and that's, this was the song, I kind of saw the body language was like, eh, well, 
okay let's this up so was that like has your opinion of it changed since we've listened to it and talked to it or are you still kind of where you were before we had the episode or like uh you know what i because the early van halen stuff is what i listen to more of so when it comes to the sammy when when you when you talk about one of the songs I mean, I, I remember the songs, but I don't because I don't listen to them that much. Okay, I'm not a hundred percent familiar as much as the older stuff. So it's kind of like it's a good song, but then once you hear it again and it, you kind of revisit it, it's like, oh yeah, okay, I, I forgot about this part and that part, and yeah, and everything kind of melds together. And and I mean, Eddie and Alex are just they're like one person when they play, and then uh, you know when Sammy comes in and he's got a very strong voice very distinctive and he's uh you know he, he just helped meld the, the band back together and it's that thing that this podcast did for me and i know it's done that for a lot of other people is that van halen's a band that's very easy to take for granted and we sort of forget how brilliant they were as musicians yeah they wrote a bunch of hits and eddie was you know a, a guitar god but you kind of forget how good they were as a band and when you listen to something like this that you know on its face is kind of rock brand rock and it's on the radio you know it's there's not like you know it's not breaking any molds or anything but when you listen to it you think fucking hell they played that well and god damn that was produced really well you know what i mean like you've got that thing where this isn't a band that you should overlook you should go back and revisit some of these things and think oh actually yeah that's pretty cool it would be interesting to hear see how the, the early van halen was produced versus the way it was produced for this album and you would yeah. have switched them if you would have taken the first album and this album and switched them just in the production only, just to see how much of a difference it would have sounded like. Yeah. If only there was a podcast where you could revisit the entire catalog one song at a time. You know, if only there was. Well, I would listen. I would I mean, definitely listen. It's like, I'd come on that show. Like, I, I wouldn't listen to just not. No. Yeah, you, you guys are not experts. No. Yeah, wake up. Hey, buddy, Love Walks time. In is not about aliens, okay? Is it not? <laughs> See, I, I misread that whole thing. Yeah. We we can't know, go back there, Eric. We can't go conflicting back there. Conflicting reports. What the hell's wrong with you? I'm not even an expert on my own life, let alone someone else's. <laughs> didn't, you, yeah, didn't you listen to what that guy on Twitter said? Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, right. We're not we're not really right. paying attention. It's That's, all about yeah, the love so. of a good woman, don't you know? It's pulling at the heartstrings. It's not about aliens at all. No matter how many tentacles she has, get with it. <laughs> yes. Uh, and uh, that was the one thing I thought I knew was Love Box In was about aliens. Turns out I fucked that up too. So, <laughs> despite the fact that you had direct quotes from the songwriter, yeah, literally, literally I read I excerpts from you the did. songwriter. <laughs> Turns I out still you're fuck fucking that with up. us. Yeah. You still somehow <laughs> fucked that up. Yeah. So, uh, um, oh, uh, are we sort of vote. Yeah, we're short one vote. It's my vote. Well, the I mean, come on. The thing is, and I know we haven't done a lot of songs from this album, but you're going to be hard-pressed to find me downplay a lot of the fuck album. Pleasure because doing. that particular album, <laughs> I mean, that particular immediate, album, it's immediate. Yeah, <laughs> it, it happens to have like a special place in my heart. So, I mean, I mean, not look, not all the tracks are winners, and I can't wait till we get to those that are not because my podcasting partner really doesn't want to talk about them. 
I do actually. Well, you do. Okay, he does want to talk about him, but it's just, it's not gonna it's not gonna go well. Um, but <laughs> when they when it's a banger, it's a banger. Runaround's a banger. I mean, like there's no other way to say it. I could not have put it any more eloquently <laughs> than anyone else on the panel right here. So I'm not even gonna try. I'm just gonna say Runaround. Yes, absolutely. What dreams are made of, you guys? We did it. A clean sweep. Hey! Clean sweep, but we have some uh, Twitter polls. You guys want to hear what we the... We do, uh... we do, we do. Yes. All right, first, let's go back to Dancing in the Streets, our first show yes, here tonight. let's do it. Uh, 67% what dreams are made of. 33% this dream is over, so... Uh, oh, pretty... man. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I actually thought it'd be the reverse, because I always hear that people don't like Dancing in the Streets, so that's actually... Except for you. I mean, uh, yeah. Me. Uh, according I according like to too. according to the votes, uh, when we did this live on our panel, uh, it was just Corey and I who said yay, and everyone said fuck you. No, <laughs> just remember that the majority is not always correct. This it is true, in this case, true. Um, yeah. especially in America. And it doesn't mean we don't love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. But Any guesses on runaround? Uh, what do you think the the percentage is? So far. it's gotta be it's gotta be over eighty. Yeah. It's well over eighty. It's ninety one percent. Yeah. What yeah. dreams are made of? Nine uh, percent. This dream is over. To those nine percent, uh, who hurt you? Like, how can you <laughs> yeah. fucking downvote this song? That's, the same, that's the same question we asked about people who downvoted Unchained. Like, I know. What the like, fuck is wrong yeah, with you? That's Stop crazy. It. Worst that's that crazy. Crazy. Yeah. easily. If don't you downvote. Some if you don't vote on Chain, go of their high school memories. Yeah. Would it, if, you would if, you don't, if you don't vote Unchained, I would go so far as to say you're not a Van Halen fan. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be great though if if, if the people that that downvoted Unchained <laughs> love how many say hi? <laughs> so, oh, so there's a song. You, it's it was also Michael the... Green. It was Michael Green the whole time. <laughs> you don't be. You don't be even sure he's not here. Pick on him. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh, and John Mariano's here. <laughs> <laughs> it's nope. Adam Levine's fans. <laughs> you I know, fancy it, that, that one time you're going to get this thing. Well, who's voting this down? Unchained. Like, who's voting this down? And this is at Sammy Hagar. Well, this song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 Gary it'll Sharon, be, like. Yeah, but yeah, it's Gary Sharon. So Gary's like, man, fuck that song. <laughs> like, hey. damn it, Gary. All right, so, you guys, we did it. We did uh, the live show. We did two parts of it. Uh, there may be a third part. There may be not. I don't know because uh, I won't be here for that one. Davey says, but, uh, do a third. Come on. There he goes. So it's like, well, I'm, I, well, no, we can totally do a third, but uh, there just may be an absence of the uh, non-expert Mark. Come on. But it's okay because there are, there are more people. You don't work tomorrow. And possibly a non-expert Hattie too. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, no, another mark if you, you need got, one. You have a full panel. Like you don't need me. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So it's like if everyone else wants to stay put, like cool. But uh, like I said, I like I will be completely incoherent uh, at this point. Hey, I've been in- incoherent for 50 episodes. So. I mean, that's true. You have been incoherent <laughs> for 50 episodes. So I'm on my fifth Kraken. What do you, what do you like? What's your problem? Yeah. <laughs> well, let's see. Uh, like a ton of slow and low rye, and then uh, however many uh, other other things that I probably can't say in order to not get us flagged on YouTube. Uh, 
and all that jazz. But uh, you didn't come here for that. You came here for Van Halen talk. And uh, at the very least, we have completed our two-part episode of the live show. So uh, on behalf of uh, Sean Geek and the Fast Fret Podcast, on behalf of Eric Sinich himself, on behalf of the uh, Rock Roulette Podcast, the the Judas Priest Podcast, and uh, like, who else is with us here? Uh, Scott Haskin, <laughs> Kevin Brown from the Tom Petty Podcast, uh, Scott Haskin from the Backtracks Podcast, and the Uriah Heap Podcast. Everybody, you know what? In order to simplify it, go check out the Deep Dive Podcasting Network because we're all there. We're all there. All of your rock and roll podcasting needs are met right there at the Deep Dive Podcasting Network. I assure you, if you like rock music, you're going to find something that you enjoy. Uh, if, if it's not us, then you'll find something else that you like, I assure you. So go check that out. We are we are happy to be a part of it. We are happy to have all of these people join us. So for uh, the live show, thank you so much for tuning in. All of the uh, the comments, the, uh, the the tweets, the the YouTube, uh, uh, the live stream, everything. Thank you guys so much for keeping us going. Uh, we appreciate you. Take another shot because that's a catchphrase. We are, and the podcast will rock, and we will rock you later. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.